Welcome to Already Enough with Kelly Backert. This program is about realizing that you are already enough and nothing outside of yourself can fix you because you aren't broken. This program will help give you the tools to let go of old ideas about life and step into a new way of living. You will hear from experts, be given helpful tools and tips, and much more. Now here's your host, Kelly Backert. Hi, everybody. I'm personal trainer and health coach Kelly Backert. Welcome to my show, Already Enough. So today's show is going to be about kind of about parenting and kind of navigating the world of youth sports. And I it's an interesting topic to bring on a show like this, but I think what often happens kind of I feel like there's been this big explosion in youth sports. I know definitely since I was younger. And I think a lot of people, what I'm tending to see is a lot of us are kind of living through our kids. So maybe we don't feel like we did enough, right? Or that we are enough right now and what we're accomplishing or maybe what we accomplished in sports. So we're kind of living through our our children a little bit. So, and I think we can really, I think it's really just about having kind of a lot of self-awareness when it comes to this stuff because I I know I'm going to be having my husband come on here in just a couple of minutes and we're going to be talking all about this because we talk about it at home all the time. We have two kids. They're in that world of travel sports and it's really hard to not get caught up in it, I think, because I think it's sometimes when you're so close to it, it's like that saying like you can't see, you know, the forest through the trees. So I think you're really caught up in it and you can get kind of carried away and it's, And then you're not, you're losing sight of what is really going on with your kids. Like, are you getting behind the eyes of your children or are you doing it from some sort of place within yourself? So I think it's, it's an important topic to talk about. And the great thing about having my husband on the show today is he's the head coach of CCBC Dundalk and he's the president of Maryland Baseball Club. So he's actually the owner of a travel baseball team. Um, He's coached all sorts of youth sports from three-year-olds to elementary to junior high to high school to college now. So he's going to have that perspective. He's going to have the perspective of ownership and a coach, but he's going to also have the perspective of having two kids, our kids in this, in this kind of like arena, I guess. Um, I just think it's a cool conversation to have. I think a lot of us out there as parents, um, or even if you don't have kids right now, you probably see a lot of it. It's become such a big, such a big market out there for the different programs, whether it's lacrosse or baseball or you know basketball or football. I mean, you see it everywhere, and um, it's big business. So it's important, I think, to talk about it and to talk about the realities of it and whether or not really if it's good for our kids. Like, is it a good thing? Is it really what they want, or is it kind of what we want? Like it's it's important, I think, to talk about all of these things. And if you're listening, I just hope that, you know, you'll just keep an open mind to some of the things that we talk about. Cause I think sometimes like we get so again, like I said, we can get so caught up in it, like, oh, I'm not one of those parents. Like I'm not the parent who's yelling on the sidelines like a maniac, or I'm not one. But in retrospect, if you think about it, if you can kind of step away from it for a second, maybe you're the parent who they're 
kid's really not that interested in it, but you're putting him in this travel program anyway. So I think sometimes if we can kind of keep an open mind as we start talking about this, it may be interesting some of the insights that you have, whether it is about travel programs or about yourself or about your child. So I think, again, like I said, I think it's a kind of a cool topic to to discuss. And it's something that um, my husband and I talk about daily in our house. So anyway, I'm going to bring him on now. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, Thanks for so having me. So I was me. just telling everybody, I just was telling everybody that we talk about this a lot in the house and I think it's an important topic. So if you could just help, I think what we should start off by talking about is I guess if someone were to ask you, since you're the owner of the Maryland Baseball Club and you own these clubs, you're the ownership of all, you coach these teams and stuff like that, what's one of, I guess what's one of the most important things you would tell parents about youth sports, like about travel programs? Like if like if they have a kid, they want to play for your baseball program. I mean, what's what's one of the things that you say? Like what's one of the things that you would start out by saying? Yeah. Like why do um, I why so some people for, don't, you know, some people shouldn't be in travel programs and we know that, but Sure. So first and foremost, I think you made a really good point in your opening, which is as a parent, you know, especially a parent that might be listening to this is it's important to, to keep an open mind about everything we're talking about. Um, you know, this is by no means in, intended to be an hour of bashing parents who have kids in travel programs. Right. Um, and then the other side of it is understanding that, you know, parents aren't necessarily the only issue that we're going to talk about here in regards to, you know, travel sports, there's also coaches and, um, and those that are also involved in it. But, you know, in terms of, of your question, so here's, here's really my philosophy on youth sports. And, and it, to me, it gets really simple. I've always had the goal of wanting kids who play a sport to want at the end of that season to want to play that same sport the following year. Right. And, and I say that because to me, that is as simple as it gets. That's not necessarily, you know, put in an emphasis on wins and losses. That's not put in an emphasis on how much better they got, whether they got better at all. Um, it's purely put an emphasis on, Hey, season's over just played our last game. Hey, I want to play baseball or football or soccer again because I had that much fun. And that's always kind of been the indicator for me that a season was successful, right? Um, And again, there's so many influences that can affect whether a kid wants to do that. At the end of the day, I truly believe that kids will continue to want to do things that they purely enjoy doing. But, you know, so if it's a sport, for example, and they have a a lot of fun playing the sport, they're going to want to continue doing that. Um, And through that, I'm a big believer that a kid will naturally get better at playing a specific sport just by doing it over and over again. And so, you know, we have this tendency as parents or coaches to really push kids to get better, to play, 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 practice, 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 train, train, train. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to do those things naturally 
because they just enjoy doing it. And so, you know, for us at Maryland Baseball Club and what I've tried to create, create is I've tried to create an environment where kids just have a really good experience. They have a really good experience with their coach. They have a really good experience playing the game. Yes, they learn. They get better. Um, but there's not such a, an emphasis where, you know, the kid feels so much pressure and stress to, to perform or to, to do well to where, you know, they just say, I don't want to play anymore. Um, because again, if, if they have a good experience and they come away well, so what happened? wanting to continue playing the game, they're going to want well, to continue so, playing and naturally we'll get better. So I don't know if you remember, but so with, so, and, and this is what tends to happen. So if we can just backpedal a bit. So I think, that's great that those pro that that's what you think should happen. But I'm trying to think about like with Gabby. So Gabby played softball. She was really good. She loved it. So us as parents decided, oh, she loves it. She's having so much fun. Now let's put her in travel because she likes it that much. We saw that she liked it. She loved it. So we're taking that next step into travel. Then that was a whole new level. Now she was younger. She's older now, obviously, but she was younger. But we put her in the travel program thinking that that was the next step. Then we got her, you know, the specialty training, the one-on-one training. And this is what this is why I want to have this discussion is because this is what parents do. So they see that their kid loves the sport, just like you talked about. They're having fun. They're loving it. So let's take it to that next level. So the parent takes it to that next level. And then what did Gabby do? She ended up quitting after a year because she hated it. It became way too intense. It was Instead of one night a week, it was three nights a week and every weekend, it became way too much, way too fast for her. And I think as parents, we we were trying our best. Like we saw how much she loved it. We saw how good she was. So we kind of were like, okay, well then we'll just take that next plunge. And we did it and it completely backfired on us. So I think that's no, the hard that's a, part. A really, and it is hard. It is hard. And that's why I say that, you know, this this episode is not designed necessarily to to bash travel parents or make them out to look like these these bad people because it, it's not in in most cases what parents are doing they truly believe is in the best interest of their kid and you know in most cases we would say that's the uh, that's what a parent should do right? right they should always be doing what they think is best for their kid. Um, and I think that that's where, you know, the travel sports industry has gone in a, a certain direction is that they're now taking advantage of these parents who, who think that what they're doing is for the best interest of their kid because their, their kid really enjoys playing the sport. And, and look, I don't think that it's wrong to, you know, do private lessons necessarily with the kid or, you know, I'm a big believer in travel sports in general, but here's, here's kind of the, the line that I walk. And I believe that kids will tell you what they want. Right. And what I mean by that is there's plenty of times we look at our own kids, for example, there's plenty of times where, you know, they say to us, I just don't feel like going Mm -hmm. or I'm tired or, you know, just general schedules. They have a lot of school going on. They have school functions going on, whatever it might be. 
And I think that's where, as a parent, we got to step back sometimes and have a little awareness. We talk a lot about awareness, right? And understand that at the end of the day, these are kids and they need to be kids. They need to be kids. And here's the other thing where, where I think, you know, we run into to trouble a lot of times is that kids don't play multiple sports anymore, right? So, you know, as a kid growing up, I was always a, a, a three-sport kid. I played soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter, baseball in the spring and summer, and then, you know, rinse, repeat. Um, that's not happening anymore. You know, there, there are more kids specializing in sports at a younger age than ever before. And I think that's part of it is where when you're doing something over and over and over again, when you're doing baseball, you know, the spring and then into the summer and then Mm -hmm. you're doing fall ball and then you're doing winter training and then you're back to the spring. I I think that's where it starts to become an overload. So to me, it's not always how much you're doing as much as how often you're doing it, if that makes sense. Well, and I think you, but what you we've noticed is like, it's this, it's like a crate. It's like a craze. It's like, um, Okay, like for example, you, you could probably give us an example of like someone coming up to you and being like, okay, well, um, you know, how do I get my son better? How should I be getting some private lessons? Should I be doing this? And there's this anxiety behind it instead of saying, hey, relax, like they had a great season. Let them take a second to breathe. We'll come back in. And there, there's, so you, I guess my point is, is, let's go back to that whole thing of self-awareness. What is, if you can get behind the eyes of your child and ask, I think you have to ask yourself quite several questions like asking the why like why are we signing him or her up for this program what do we want out of it what are the expectations for the child what are the expectations for the parent is there an outcome we're trying for or are we just trying to learn and have fun like I think there has you have to step back into it because I think I think there's a difference between the parent that is like when we were with Gabby and we were like, oh my gosh, she loves this. She's having so much fun. Oh, the next, look at all those girls. They're going to the travel team. They're all her friends. Let's just do that. And then all of a sudden it just became way too much for her. And so I think it was a very innocent way of what we were doing. But then I see the other side of it where there is, it becomes so hard pressed and so kind of crazed that it becomes, um, it's a little bit out of control. Like you're seeing the want in the parent, but the kid's kind of just sitting there like staring at you. Like like the parents like, you see, he needs his private lessons. Now show him how to hit. Now show him how to do this. How, show him how to do this. And the kid's just sitting there like staring at you like, hey, I like playing baseball for you, coach, but I don't, this is, you can just feel it from them. Like this is too much for me. And it is too much, right? I mean, it, it, kids can only take so much. And so, you know, here's so here's the story, right? So, for example, in in my program, and this is very fresh because it it literally has just happened over the course of the last month month and a half. So, my program, we go from age ten years old all the way through sixteen, seventeen high school, and you know, I have a, a team. They're they're 10-year-old team. They're actually poised to be 11 going into this next year. And they just came off of their spring-summer season, finished around August or so, um, playing 30 games as 10-year-olds. 
Okay. Um, and we do our normal, you know, try out, put our teams together, good to go. And beginning of September, I'm getting phone calls and emails wondering when we're going to start, when our season's going to start. Okay. Practices and all that stuff. Now in, in my program, we are pretty, you know, set on not doing fall programs. We're pretty set on doing, you know, all of our winter training starting after the new year. So here we are just after, you know, going into the new year and we haven't started yet. And the reason we do that is because we want to support kids doing other sports. And if nothing else, just taking a break, just taking a break. I mean, I think even as adults, we can all relate to just stepping back and taking a break from things. Um, and, but fast forward to around the, the middle of November, long story short, that team has now folded. They've fallen apart and we will no longer have an 11 new age group in our program this year. Why? Because the majority of the parents were unhappy that we were not doing stuff throughout the fall into the wintertime because they felt like they were falling behind on the other programs and the other kids hey, Matt, out there. At we have to take group. a short, we have to take a short break here, a commercial break, but then we'll come back and we'll finish up that story. So we'll talk about that on the other side. All right, great. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Kelly Backert. I have my husband, Matt, on the show today, and we're talking about um, really youth sports and the not only the well, the coaching and the parenting and all of the stuff that kind of goes along with that, because I think it's an important topic to to discuss, because I think it's um, become more and more relevant if you have kids. And even if you don't, you probably see it a lot um, going on out there. I was your your story, what you were finishing up, Matt, is just this idea of more is better, right? More and more and more. And the reason that you that you no longer have the eleven U team is because they felt like you weren't doing enough. Like you said, we've so we've gotten down to a lot of parents have taken at a younger age have taken their kids down to one sport. They've made this their sport and then they want to do it all year round, nonstop. And they want the training and the private lessons and stuff like that. But if we can go back to our example with our own daughter, with Gabby, I think what happened with Gabby is just burnout, just like with any of us. It's just like the – so I want to talk a little bit about what you've seen as well with all of the kids that you've coached and the parents that you're around is this idea of like the burnout factor. Yeah, it, and, and that's probably the thing – that I see more than anything, right, is just this this idea of these kids who, after a, a few years, they just don't want to do it anymore because they've done it for so much, right? And and kind of the comparison that I always use for you know adults in in our own lives is our own jobs, right? I'm sure there's a lot of people who's listening to this show that every you know few years start to think about another job. Or if nothing else, look for a promotion or some kind of change. And, and usually the reason is because they're just burnt out. They're, they're tired of doing the same thing every single day. And kids are no different. And, you know, the difference with us as adults is that, you know, the thing that we're doing every day is providing us our living so we can, you know, provide for our family. So it's a, a little different. But, you know, when it comes to, to kids and you start doing this same thing all the time, right? So you, you have the same sport every day. You're going to practice two, three times a week. You're going to private lesson two, three times a week. Then you're playing games on the weekend. And then even if you're, you're not having a private lesson or not having practice, you're home and, you know, mom and dad are talking about it or taking you out in the backyard or the garage or the basement and you're doing more, 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 more. And when we start to just throw that stuff in our kids' faces, they just don't want to do it. And, and that's probably the, the biggest disappointment that I've seen when it comes to sports is that you, and, and these kids aren't quitting when they're 16, 17, 18 years old. They're quitting at 11, 12, 13 before mm-hmm. they even had a chance to truly develop, right? And, and that's the part you're like, man, who knows what that kid could have been, right? He hasn't even grown yet. He hasn't even, you know, and everyone kind of matures differently and, and everyone learns at a different pace. I've had kids that, you know, at 11, 12 years old that were, eh, they were okay ball players. And by the time they reach 14, 15, 16, they're my best players. And, and it just all took just a couple of years of, of learning, kind of just doing it, growing, developing. And, and we're at the point where we're not even giving them a chance to get to that point because we're throwing it down their throat so much when, you know what, sometimes these kids just, they just want to play on their phone. They just want to play video games. They just want to go hang out with their friends. And I think that's really important that, that we try to find the balance of doing that, 
Well, and another thing is that we could just use another example of our son, Gavin. So our son, Gavin, loves lacrosse. He loves football, too. He'll tell you football's number one still, which is kind of funny, but he loves lacrosse. And um, his, so we should preface it by saying that um, Matt is his stepdad. So his real dad put him in a lacrosse um, thing just over this, right now, over this Christmas break, he's in a lacrosse training. And it was funny because we were driving down the road and he's like, mom, did you know that dad put me in a lacrosse training over the over the holiday? Now, this is someone who loves lacrosse. Like he's downstairs every night. He's playing with the ball. He's outside. He's running around with that thing. He goes and meets up with his friends. He's playing it all the time. He loves it. He loves it. He loves being on the team. Um, but I, he was just like, I, it's my break. He's like, I don't know. He, he was like very, he was upset about it. So, it, but it was interesting because, he, so more, the point is, is more is not always better, but you have to, I think some parents, I'm going to play the other side of it is, so um, recently I was just reading a book about, you know, these NFL players and you always have these stories. You hear these stories of like the parents who were behind them, pushing them, grinding them. And then they became in that grind and that push and they would come home from practice and then they would have to practice some more. That's what made him go to the NFL. Well, first of all, that's a bunch of BS, I think. And and I think for the average kid, we're not talking, the average kid isn't going to the NFL. So slow your rope, first of all. So that's my thing is we have we have eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds who who have parents who what for whatever reason believe that they're gonna be in the major league baseball and we're gonna push them and we're gonna grind them and we're gonna make them into this thing. So I mean, I don't know how you feel about well, I do know how you feel about that, Matt, but you can tell everybody how you kind of how the things that you've seen with that, it becomes a huge problem because the kid either ends up quitting, either becomes very resentful over the parent, or the parent is just so, the parent is not seeing what is right in front of them, which is maybe your kid is a really great ball player, but he's not going to go to, you know, the highest level. Maybe he'll just go play some college ball, you know, at a community college or something. Why is that not okay? Like it becomes, it almost becomes, again, back to that, more is better push them harder and harder. We've signed you up for this club team. We put we we put you in this thing. And and there has this expectation that they're going to meet at this level. So the second they turn around and say, I don't want to do that, or I'm tired. No, you've got to be committed. No, you've got to do more. Who do you want to be? What do you want to, it, it becomes, it's so intense. I see it all the time. It's so intense. I mean, they can't even, if I point it out to them, like, whoa, that's a little intense. They're just like looking at me like, no, it's not. This is what they're going to do. This is their, like, it, it's very, it gets crazy, right? It gets crazy. I see it all the time on the sidelines. It does get crazy. And, and I'm sure we'll go um, in that direction and, and talk about, you know, parental behaviors and, and all that stuff. Cause that's a, a completely different, you know, topic and, and thing that, that we can talk, you know, probably for another hour on. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because I've been involved in, youth sports for about 15 years now. And, and obviously that doesn't include, you know, being a participant myself when I was a kid. And, and I feel like I've seen it all, but having kids myself has really added a, a completely different perspective to everything. And, you know, if you take, um, take Gavin, for example, that's a really good example of what I talked about at the beginning about having awareness. Right. And here's what I mean by that. Because you're right, he absolutely loves lacrosse. Lacrosse, lacrosse 
loves it. And to the point where if he's just kind of hanging out by himself, there's no rules. We're not pushing him to do anything. We're not telling him where to be, when to be. He plays. He plays. He takes the ball. takes the stick. He's throwing against the wall. He's running around. He'll even do that with football, which he loves to play, right? But when it mm-hmm. comes to the structure, camps, clinics, lessons, there's a bit of a pushback that happens with that. And, and as parents, we could be like, no, you're going to go do this. We're going to push you to do this because this is how you get better. When in reality, I believe he is getting better just by picking it up and doing it on his own. And he's enjoying that part. And that's the part I think that we miss out on is, again, kids who enjoy doing this stuff, they'll continue to do it. And if you're, the, if you're sitting there saying, well, you know, if I don't put my kid in a clinic, if I don't put him in a camp or do lessons, he's not going to do it on his own. Well, guess what? Maybe it's because he doesn't love the sport as much as you want him to love the sport, right? Correct. And, and I think that's the part that, that we miss out on because – you know, we get lost in what we want and what we want our kid to look like and our kid to be. And, and maybe they're just not, or maybe they haven't reached that point yet. And, you know, a lot of times I tell my own story. So here's kind of the way it worked for me. I was, I loved baseball. Baseball was my favorite thing in the whole world. And I ended up getting in a situation where I, I played on a team and I just did not like the coach. So this isn't even a parent thing. This is a coaching thing. Um, the, the coach was a parent of a kid, but, but he basically ruined the experience of baseball for me. And as a result, I literally had every intention. It was, it was a couple of years later, I was going into high school. I had every intention of not playing high school baseball because I just, I was sick of baseball. I just, he, he ruined my experience. I was burnt out, didn't want to do it anymore. Um, to the point where I actually went to the track and field meeting that the school had and did not go to the baseball meeting. Um, and it wasn't, and if it wasn't for a conversation that I had with my dad, and this wasn't a, a parent pushing me or anything like that, it was a very honest, good conversation. Um, and long story short, I ended up, going out for the baseball team. And now baseball has become a huge part of my life. Ended up playing eight more years after that point, four in high school, four in college. And now, you know, coach all these teams and at the college level, it's become a huge thing. And, and that's, I, I look at that experience and I, and that's kind of the experience that I don't want being replicated with another kid because there could be a future big leaguer out there. There could be a future, you know, coach out there, but we may never know because of the things that we're doing at such a young age and how we're pushing them that they just decide, I don't want to do this anymore. It's just too much for me. I know, but so let me, well, let me see. Well, let me, I'm going to push back on it a little bit because so we're saying more is not better. We're saying don't push on blah, 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 blah. And then on the other hand, someone who's listening could say, well, Without your dad's little push or his little pep talk with you, you wouldn't be playing. So it's very, it's interesting as a parent. I believe, one, you have to check yourself and ask yourself, 
what you're, what is it really for? Is it for them or is it for you? And that's a really honest, that's getting really honest with yourself because a lot of people won't do that. They won't go there. Um, they'll say, no, it's for my kid. Of course it's for my kid. And it's not, and it's obvious. Um, but another side of it is, is that you, and we've had to deal with this with our, with our daughter, Gabby is this idea that Gabby loves soccer and Gabby plays softball, but she, she likes playing those sports, but she also likes school and she likes doing other things. And so she's, although she enjoys it, it's not at the level that like Gavin likes to play football or, um, or lacrosse. So that's just about awareness, like just paying attention. Like it, she doesn't go out and play a lot often, like by herself. And so you just have to become really aware instead of wanting her to like the soccer and the so- like softball more and pushing her towards that, just becoming really aware. So the con- my point is, is with the conversation with, with your dad, people will say, well, you know, you're saying not to push your kid, but then on the other hand, if you wouldn't have had that conversation with your dad, you wouldn't have been playing. So which is it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think what my point is, is that I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's just about having an open and honest conversation and getting your own stuff out of the way. Because when we became, when we become so involved, whether it's financially or um, because we didn't make the team and, and we want you to make the team or we didn't go to a high level and we see, because Gabby could be, you and I both know, Gabby could be like, we really think that she could be um, a soccer goalie in college but she doesn't want to be. So that had to be an honest conversation that we had with her. She wants to go, you know, to an Ivy League school and and do all that. She doesn't want to play at that level. Do we believe that she could? Yes. But is it something that she really wants? No. She wants to play in high school. I mean, she made varsity as a freshman, like she wants to play, but you just have to be, yeah, I guess you have to just really pay attention, right? That's what I think. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And, and, you know, we continue to go back to this idea of having awareness. You know, I believe, and I know you do as well, that awareness is one of the best, if not the best characteristic you can have for yourself because everything feeds off of that, right? And, and kind of backing up to the conversation that I had with my dad, you know, I need your listeners to understand that, that there was no pushing with that conversation. And I think that's why it, it was effective. And, you know, there was no, like, you're going to play baseball. You've always played baseball. I don't care what you say. You're playing. You're going to go to that tryout, right? There was none mm-hmm. of that. It, was, it, it came from a very honest place of, like, you know, making me realize that I really love this sport. And, and it came from an awareness of I'm always playing it. When I'm not playing it, I'm playing it. When I'm not, you know, out there actually doing it, I'm watching it, I'm talking about it, I know it, you know, I'm always in the backyard. So it's kind of, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm not playing anymore, right? And so that was kind of the difference where it was like, if you're using some awareness, you recognize that here's this kid who does really love it, I'm not forcing him to do anything, and he does it anyways, and now all of a sudden out of the blue because of this one experience, which probably would not be repeated at, at the high school level, He's just given up. And so it's understanding that where on the flip side, if you have, you know, somebody who quite frankly, they don't do it on their own. They're not 
talking about it. They're not watching it. They're not, you know, this idea of, you know, being all in on it. And then all of a sudden they don't want to do it anymore. Where we get into trouble is where then we turn around and say, no, you're going to do this. This is the, the sport you've been playing your whole life. I don't care what you say. They're not taking no for an answer. Right. Right. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what we're, we're talking about here. And, and again, if you have some awareness, you will recognize that kind of stuff. You will recognize the things that your kids do on a regular basis is really what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't do something else. That doesn't mean that, um, that they won't eventually become passionate about something else, right? Everybody, we all, even as, as adults, as humans, we're always evolving. We're always, you know, adapting to, to different things. And, oh, we like this today. and might like that tomorrow. Those things happen, which is also why I'm a big advocate of kids playing multiple sports, being involved in other things. I mean, you know, in high school, I was a three-sport athlete, but I was also a part of the marching band, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we just tried to do as much as possible. I could have been, you know, some great jazz musician. I don't know. Right. But eventually right. I just kind of didn't like it anymore. So I stopped doing well, it. Uh, you know. Right. So, it, no, and I think, I think you're right. I think it's important to just, yeah, like you said, like to see, to get behind the eyes of your child and see all the things they might want to do and not pinpoint into one thing we have to take another break so when we get back let's talk more I want to talk more about the behavior of parents and um, this idea of the you know the division one athlete and having to having to push them towards that so we'll talk about that on the other side your life your health your network You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes, including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. 
To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm talking with my husband about sports, youth sports. And um, we're talking all about the parents. And I wanted to, in our last segment here, Matt, I wanted to talk about really this idea of, because we see this all the time. Oh, my gosh, we see this all the time. I know you see it all the time, Matt, but I just see it on the sidelines all the time, is this idea of kids going to college, they're going to play, you know, Division One sports, um, and everyone's going to get a full ride. Everyone's getting this. Everyone's doing this scholarship thing. I laugh because I'm like, you just spent, you know, let's pretend. I'm going to pretend like through the whole high school career, they spent $100,000, even if they spent $10,000, $20,000 on putting their kids in all of these things to get them a full ride. And, the full, and it never becomes a full ride. It becomes like they get $1,000. This sports scholarships, it's all about, I'm going to get this scholarship. They're going to get this scholarship. They're going to, and these scholarships don't amount to shit. Well, you know, this is probably my, my favorite topic to talk about. And, and the reason that it's my favorite topic is because there are so much misinformation about college scholarships and playing college sports. And, and I, I believe, I believe now you kind of mentioned it earlier in the show about everybody's why, but I believe that playing Division One, receiving that college scholarship, is is probably at the top of the list for most people in mm-hmm. terms of their why when it comes to to pushing their kids towards certain sports and investing money in in lessons and travel teams and all that stuff. Again, everyone's different, but it, it makes sense to me and. And a lot of that, a lot of the reason I believe that is through conversations with people. This is what they want. Um, and, and here's the, the reality. The reality is that playing a Division One sport, there's about a, a 50 to 1 chance that you're going to play at the Division One level. 2% of high school athletes go on to play a Division One sport. And, and when we start thinking about that and, and seeing – how rare it is. I think that can start to change our mindset and our goals and what we're really looking for, right? You know, I played two sports in college. So I'm a, I'm a big advocate of playing college sports, but I didn't play two sports with the, the thought of going professionally. I played two sports because I really liked the sports and wanted to kind of do something in college other than go to class and get a degree, Right. But we have this false perception that we're going to go and be this great high school athlete and go on and get a, a full-ride scholarship to a, a Division I school and go off and, and play professionally and make millions of dollars. And I mm-hmm. think that the financial aspect of things has really driven people to, to want this, not only the, the financial aspect of how much it costs to go to college nowadays, but the financial aspect of, you know, man, if I go D1, I might have a chance to go professionally and make $20 million a year, right? And, and so we try to, to create this athlete at a young age 
to hopefully one day reach that point. And, and the problem is, when you're talking about only 2% of kids that actually reach that point, what, is, what happens then, right? What happens then, and this is the part that, that starts to concern you as a parent or someone who's advocating for all this, is what happens to that relationship between that parent and kid when you've invested thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into your child to become this great athlete, and then they don't reach that point. Or, like you said, they only get a couple thousand dollars in scholarship money, because here's the other part of it. At the Division three level, they don't give sports scholarships. So if that's all that you're talented enough to go to, forget about a sports scholarship. They don't even exist. Division two, there there are very few that are given out. And even at the Division one level, very few kids get an athletic scholarship to go to that school because there's actually rules that, you know, the NCAA sets on schools in terms of how many scholarships they can actually give out. And, and so the, the misperception is, you know, who writes scholarships? They really don't exist unless you are some stud athlete, some, you know, five-star quarterback somewhere, you're not getting a full-ride scholarship. So, you know, the more that we can educate parents on that side of things, the more I believe they can start changing their thoughts a little well, bit this in terms is, of but how this is interesting. actually drive it. I know, but this is what's interesting to me. So I believe that you're very, very honest about that. So you you run this travel baseball program, and there's there's we know just even in our little county here in Maryland that there's lots of travel um, youth programs, and let's just keep it to baseball. There's a, there's probably ten of them. I mean, there's a lot of them. So my thinking is, um, but so you have the parents who you'll say something like that to them. You'll be really honest with them. And what they'll do is they'll just jump from team to team until they find that person, that coach, that person that's trying to make money off of them who will tell them, basically lie to them, right? Yep, your kid is going to, it's going to be this all-star. He's going to go to this division one school. I'm going to help you. Just keep giving me more money. Just keep giving me more money. Keep keep playing for my program and we'll get him there. And it's based on lies and false truths. So when you're honest with the parent, they're pissed at you and they're just, we've seen this with your program where they're just jumping. They're jumping from team to team, which isn't good for the kid, but jumping from team to team um, from coach to coach, from trainer to trainer, looking for the one that will basically, you know, I mean, I guess, like, lie to them. It's very strange. It is. And and unfortunately, I've experienced it on a, on a personal level where I've had players that played for me for years, years. And you dedicate so much energy and time into these kids when, when you're coaching. Um, I mean, you know it as, as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and these aren't my kids. These are other people's kids. But I'm driven so much by trying to, to see them succeed that, that I give my time, time away from, you know, family, time away from work, you know, whatever it might be, traveling, um, it, and all to help other people's kids. And that's okay because I love doing it. Um, but you put so much time and energy into it. And then when it comes to the point for them to, to kind of blossom and, and experience all the success that you've prepared them for, they go somewhere else. Right. And, and by no means am I ever, you know, 
I'm never against a kid leaving, say, our program to go somewhere else if they truly believe it's what's best for them. But here's what these programs do a lot of times is they have kids that, you know, graduate high school and go off and play college sports, and they tell the world. We have kids that went to all these schools, Division One, Division Two, et cetera, et cetera. But the one thing they never disclose, which to me is one of the more driving forces is it, is the amount of scholarship money these kids receive. Because the, the reality is every kid could go to college. Any kid could go to college and be a part of a college team, right? I mean, these college teams are keeping 40, 50, 60 kids on their roster. So they're going to take you. It's called being a walk-on, giving them a spot. Some of these programs have JV teams. So that exists. But there's a, a huge difference between going to a college and playing and being on the team and receiving scholarship money and just going and being a fifth or sixth stringer. And, and right. so we get attracted and pulled to these, you know, calm programs that, that are placing kids in these colleges when that's just not true. And I'm very real about it with our program. You know, we, we celebrate kids when they get, you know, go to college. We actually celebrate kids if they go to college but aren't even playing a sport. Um, because to me, that's, that's just as good. Um, but, but we don't necessarily take the credit for that because there's so many other things that happen for these kids. I mean, the kids that, that have seen the most success in my program in terms of going off and getting scholarships and playing, you know, collegiately are kids that absolutely work their butts off. And that has nothing to do with me. I've done my part, but these kids are just naturally driven to be great and, and it yeah. works for them. Um, and so I think that, you know, regardless of the program that you're a part of, you know, I think that's the thing that we, we lose track of is we get attracted to, to this one because of, of what they're promising. And in most cases, it's just not true. Well, I mean, you see the kids all the time who will go, oh, I'm going to this school to play when they could have went to maybe like this community college over there and actually played. Like, do you actually want to play or you just want to say that you go to that school? And that's the thing. That's the thing with all these programs. Do you actually want to play or do you want to just say that you're a part of the program? Is it is it part of the it's it's the whole idea of a lot of things that I think we do in general, but parents do it as well and people just do it as well is it's saying that you're a part of something just to because of a name or just because, you know, it's this college and maybe your kid, like you said, is just a walk on, but that to you is better than them actually playing at, you know, a different level. It's, it, it's, that's what kills me is I'm like, Oh my gosh, like they could have went and played and been, you know, the stud on that team, but your, your, it was so much more important to you that they go to that name's school or whatever. And that's a really good point. And, and I think that that goes back to who's really making the decision. Mm -hmm. Why are you making that decision, right? Are you making the decision so you can tell all your friends and post on social media that, you know, you're going to university of Maryland or, or wherever it may be, or, or, or do you want to go somewhere, like you said, and, and play and, you know, I, so I'm the head coach at a, a junior college and this is, you know, one of my biggest selling points because when kids come to a junior college, they play and they play right away. And worst case, 
you know, the oldest kid that they may play behind is a sophomore because it's only a, a two-year school. Mm-hmm. And, and I always tell kids, I say, look, I know we all want to play college sports, get drafted, make millions of dollars. But the reality is that's probably not going to happen. Not trying to, you know, destroy your dreams, but it's probably not going to happen. And it's especially not going to happen if you spend the next two to three years watching somebody else play, right? So why don't you go somewhere that gives you a great chance to play? It may not sound sexy on social media. It may not sound sexy, you know, when you're sitting at the dinner table with your group of friends, but at the end of the day, it's probably what is best for you. Now, like I said, I, I played two sports in college. I went to a very small division three school and we stunk. Like I'm not denying that we were not a very good athletic program, but the appeal to me was that was just that small school. They're not very competitive. I know that I'm not going to play anything professionally. So that tells me that I have probably at most four years left to play a competitive sport. And then it's off to slow pit softball or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And I took advantage of that. And I, I played all the time as a freshman and so on. And, and it was great. And when my time was done, I was done. I did exactly what I said. I went on, played some slow, slow pit softball. Coach, I think the problem is, though, things. is that you had, again, I mean, we only have a couple more minutes and then the show is going to end. So I guess how I want to close it out, and we'll just go right off of that point that you just made, is when it comes back to it, and I guess whoever's, you know, listening to this show today and when you, whoever, if you guys have been listening is idea that I think the key points are have self-awareness, the child and, and the parent. Get behind the eyes of your child. Ask yourself who it's really for. Is it for you? Is it for social media? Or is it what's for what's best? Um, are they playing it outside of, of what you're putting them in? Are they enjoying it? Are they having fun? Are they learning are you just putting them on this other team because of a name or are you doing it because it's what's best for them? So you can ask yourself all of those questions and and realize that your dreams maybe aren't their dreams. I think that's important too. So I'm going to close out the show today just by saying that like I think when we comes back to when it comes back to sports or being parents at all, I I think that the whole point is just to get behind your own self and to ask yourself the question is this about me or is it about them? But I don't know if you have anything else to say, Matt, but we have like about a minute left. You know, the, the only thing that I'll, I'll say is as parents, we love our kids more than, than anybody in the world, right? And we want nothing but the best for them. And, and we got to understand that it's just that. We want the best for them, Right. And we have to, and you said it best, we have to step behind the eyes of our child and see what they're talented in, right? We can give them a little nudge in that way, but at the end of the day, they're going to show us what they want and what they right. like and what they enjoy. Um, right. and, and I think that's Thanks, really babe, for being on the show. I, I got to close out. Thanks for having me. Thanks, so. though. All right. All right. Have Talk a great soon. Friday, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Already Enough. 
You can join Kelly Backard again for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we speak again, what can you let go of this week to realize you are already enough?